3: Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today we're going to be talking uniquely about COVID-19 and its effect on women in the workplace as well as some ongoing research right now with two leading professors. Dr. Susan R. Madsen is director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. She's also a professor with the John M. Huntsman School of Business. Also joining us today is Dr. Chris Hartwell. He's an assistant professor in the management department at the John M. Huntsman School of Business. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. Thanks for the invitation. Thanks for having us. Yeah, let's talk a bit about what the most recent research is about the impact COVID-19 has had on Utah women in the workplace. Dr. Matson.
1: Well, as you know, uh, the, the national research has been out there for a little bit, and so we've just had the national research, which is really interesting to look at in terms of the impact. And the impact the national research has said has talked about is significant impact on women in the workplace, from leaving the workplace to, to, you know, going from full-time to part-time and so many other things, and especially the disproportionate impact on women of color as well. But it's really exciting for us to be able to roll out our first report this week on how it impacts women specifically in the state of Utah. So I'll, I'll just throw out a few things. So then my, co-author can can add but generally we did find about 16 percent of people that took our study and by the way we think that numbers probably that percentage is higher in the state of Utah because sometimes you know the people don't that are really really struggling don't take time to fill out surveys right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um so in terms of the 16 percent we saw some really some different things. And this was a large sample, about 3,000, over 3,500 women in Utah of various age groups and economic levels, socioeconomic levels took this study. But what we found is about 16 percent either just lost their jobs totally because their employers shut down, or they went from full-time to part-time, and some about applied to employers closing down, or they, or they, you know, switched jobs because it was just too demanding. And they had, as you know, Rebecca, <laughs> sometimes kids at home that were homeschooling this year, the child care issues, so many different kinds of things. So there were other things as well, but many women did experience furloughs and, and just that care work, that struggle, um, and just concerns about about COVID and the impact on their families, but also on their loved ones as well.
3: So if I happen to understand this correctly, approximately 16 out of every 100 women in the workplace had a change. They either stopped their current job or changed it. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's a tremendous. Have we seen, Dr. Hartwell, is this uh, surprising to you to see this dramatic of a change in, in workflow for women in general?
2: You know, it's it's fairly consistent with what we see at the national level, and so I don't think it's super surprising, but it, it's good information to know for Utah, you know, that women have been affected, that they're taking leave of absence or they're quitting their jobs or they're moving from full-time to part-time. You know, and it, interestingly enough, there were another 12% of women who actually had to take on additional responsibility or who went the other way, who went from part-time to full-time. Or took on additional jobs, which just shows that, you know, while some women were affected in losing their jobs, there were some women who maybe because a spouse had lost a job or because of other reasons they needed to take on additional responsibilities uh, in order to to make ends meet.
3: Mm. And and so this research, it was an online survey, is that correct?
1: Yeah. So yes, and it was pretty thorough. We will have monthly reports coming out uh, for future months. I don't know how many, but we have a lot of data and we had quantitative and qualitative, which means I have a different team and next month we'll have the first qualitative. So those are open-ended questions where people just shared so many things. So over 2,700 people actually took time to to respond in those. So next month, we'll go deep in some of these issues.
3: Mm. Although you probably have some ideas already, as you yes. talked about the additional demands that were placed on on both parents, but in, in uh, increasing load on women as children were pulled out of schools, et cetera. Could you see any differences in different uh, industry sectors? So uh, did we see more women lose jobs in a certain area of business versus other growth and? other other areas?
1: Um, should I start? Yeah, uh, I yeah. Could,
2: yeah go ahead. Susie.
1: Yeah, um, we definitely did. Um, and Dr. Hartwell ran. He was one of the statisticians on this group. And we really, um, in terms of actually decrease in income, did you ask about the job loss? We definitely saw job losses in manufacturing and food services and hospitality and and so forth, Um, and that really aligns with national data. We didn't see as many job losses. When you look at data, not just ours, but other data in the state, you definitely see certain industries that have not necessarily been impacted by job loss, like the financial industries uh, and and information technology and so forth. We also saw, when we looked at um, the, the women who participated in the study, who had, you know, the percentage of those women who lost income, who actually had decreases in income. And you see those in the same areas in manufacturing and food services and hospitality and sales and those kinds of things.
2: Hmm.
3: Dr. Hart, well, what were some of the other statistics that stood out to you uh, when you looked at this research?
2: You know, one of the things that was interesting to me is that we also measured, you know, feelings of burnout um, and feelings of, of hope in the future. Um, and you know, across industries, across ages, across you know almost every demographic category, um, there was a consistent level of burnout, which at first was, was kind of surprising to me. But you know, thinking on that, I think we're all feeling that, right? We're all feeling this burnout of how long this pandemic has gone on, and this uh, this research data was collected in January, so you know we're we're moving into this. Uh, 2021, a new year, but we're still dealing with this COVID pandemic. And so there's still high amounts of of burnout across the board. But even then, there's uh, a decent amount of hope as well. I think people are starting to see um, the light at the end of the tunnel um, with vaccines and other things that are happening. And so uh, the women that are filling out the survey are feeling burnout, but there's also a sense of hope.
3: Now, my understanding, and, and I've only briefly had a chance to review the research, and for those who just joined us, we're talking to Dr. Hartwell and Dr. Madsen and looking at the research that's a part of the Utah Women and Leadership Project with the John M. Huntsman uh, School of Business at Utah State University, and and this research was looking at the effect of COVID-19 in women in the workplace, and uh, you you looked at women all across the state, is that correct, and, and in different counties? were we seeing some things in common you mentioned burnout so is is are we seeing that no matter where we lived in utah the burnout was the same and no matter where we lived in in utah that idea that maybe it will get better hope is is on the horizon
1: we definitely saw it in different places you know all around the state at different levels um and and we did this on a scale from one to seven, seven being really agreed, you know, you strongly agree. And what we found was I think I always smile when I mentioned this, is that Washington County down there in Saint George where they have more sun, they actually had slightly less burnout than other places <laughs> in the state. And a little bit more hope, or they tied with a few other summit in Wasatch County um was full of hope as well. Um so I thought that was interesting. But you definitely see, I mean, you compare Washington County like with Salt Lake County, and and there's a significant difference in that level of burnout, but also um, with more burnout being in Salt Lake, right, and other parts of the state. Um, and we found some other interesting things Um Uh, Dr. Hartwell, can you mention, because you know the data probably better on this, but I thought it was interesting, the northern Utah and the Davis County element that we found.
2: Yeah. So in northern Utah, um, let me just find that information here. They had a greater percentage. um, There was over 25% um, where other counties on average were about 13% of women who indicated that they had left the workforce because they were sick or they were afraid of getting sick. Um, and so, you know, interesting to note that, that those concerns were higher in northern Utah. And with Davis County, they had a higher percentage uh, at about 45% um, versus other counties at about 39%. So they had higher percentage that indicated that they left their employment because their employer was impacted or closed uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, and so more concern in northern Utah, more, you know, kind of actual impact on the business uh, in Davis County.
3: Well, and this will show that I am not someone who does active research, but, (laughs) but, you know, being someone who has been communicating news about COVID-19 and its effects throughout the state of Utah, I do know that we've had stricter mandates in Northern Utah than we've had in Southern Utah. In other words, you know, more schools closing down in Northern Utah than in Southern Utah. And and so I wonder if if that also with some magic correlation <laughs> might also <laughs> explain some of the differences. And as we had these zip codes, right, that would pop in uh, at, with higher uh, percentage of of COVID cases and more restrictions. But of course, you would find that in uh, you know I'm trying to think of the Park Cities, Wasatch County, et cetera, and Salt Lake County versus even Utah County. And Wasatch County. So there were we. I say COVID nineteen affected all of us as they did around the world and in the nation. But I guess as we boil it down, there will be regional differences, and and that's yeah, fascinating. I, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was also going to say that that uh, of the women that participated in the study, again, we had a lot of women that didn't, and we wish we would have had more from from different races and so forth, but we do have some some data on that. But in terms of counties or areas of the state, actually Utah County and Salt Lake County were the two top counties that women reported that they had, you know, greater percentages of women reported they had a decrease in income. Um, And also Utah County was very high in terms of women that said they actually are – increase their hours that they worked. So back to what uh, Chris had said as well, I thought that was interesting as well. And the least affected in terms of decreased income was people in Tooele County and people in Cane, Iron Beaver and Garfield. So I thought some of those were interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we collected data from around the state and, and in those different industries, because I think it really makes a difference. Some things, for instance, the Food services, that by far had the highest burnout. And that kind of makes sense, right? Absolutely. The food services was really strong. And they had some of the lowest levels of
3: hope. Well, so, and their entire uh, industry was turned upside down. Dining outdoors, yeah. mm-hmm. take out you know uh, divvying out a portion of their what would be their income to delivery services I mean though it was so upside down and and I can completely uh, understand and be sympathetic to those changes. I thought it was interesting too, and by the way, we're going to give more information about where you can read this report, and one of the things I think that is so um helpful for us to see this type of research and learn about it is it says to me as a woman are as a person who lives in Utah, a worker, I'm not alone in feeling burnt out. (laughs) And there are factors that are, you know, that that created that situation. It's a shared experience by many people. And and what you can learn from it, part of your research looked at support that businesses and organizations did or didn't provide. Right. So um, you had the women also answer that, whether or not they felt like they had the tools and the support they needed to do their jobs.
1: Yeah, you know, I, that was uh, the, some of the data there was a bit surprising to me because we actually um my team, different researchers put out a report of the top 100 companies in Utah to work for that have hit the best places to work and 95% of those companies actually said that they, you know, had abs- absolutely implemented flexibility practices in terms of you could work at home, remote working, flexible hours, and so forth. So that that was interesting. So I expected in this research only about 50, 54% said that their employers gave them more flexibility in work location. In the other, 95% of the employers said that they did this. So when you look more broadly, I guess at best places to work in the state, but also every place to work in the state, there are a lot less. That surprised me. I don't know if it surprised Dr. Hartwell or not, but, <laughs> but that only about half of the women had employers that could, that increased, you know, that, that they had more flexibility in where they worked and their work hours was only about 41%.
3: Dr. Hartwell, did, so did I understand that um, correctly, that employers thought that they were providing the flexibility, but only about half of the women th- said they actually had flexible work situations?
2: Yeah. And it may come down to job duties, you know, organizations and companies may think, yeah, we're offering this flexibility, but really does that work all the way down to your frontline workers? You know, maybe they're offering flexibility where they can in terms of their office staff administration, um, but it's not feasible for their frontline workers. So even though 95% are saying, yeah, we're offering flexible work arrangements, um, you know, it may not be for all of their employees. And so that might be part of that differentiation there where the the employees that are actually responding to the survey here you know maybe they're they're not seeing what the companies are, are able to do for some of their employees-hmm
3: that that to me seems and like' Rebecca, go ahead go ahead
1: oh, oh I was just going to mention on this list we have in our on our, our study of various things from different you know, health counseling to paid leave and different kinds of leaves to re-skill, re um, your job, many different kinds of things. But what was surprising to me was, was really something that was at the bottom of the list. And it was called I'm putting quote marks up <laughs> additional child care support or resources, just even discussions or moving people towards services for child care and helping their employees only. 4.9. So less than five percent of all these women that responded to our research said that their companies did anything in terms of just, you know, we're not saying just on-site daycare, but anything related to childcare support or any resources that were given to them. So, so that's not very many organizations even talking or providing solutions um, for their employees.
3: And, and that's something you noticed because as you analyze women and leadership opportunities in the business sector and in other sectors, child care is one of those top concerns. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. And what I found with the companies, a lot of companies, in fact, I was just at the Salt Lake Chamber this morning talking to a couple of them about this. Uh, what I found is that a lot of organizational leaders and HR departments Really, kind of get nervous of bringing up the word childcare because they think it's like all or nothing. Either they have an on site childcare or they shouldn't even bring it up. Yet there are so many things on this continuum from nothing to everything, right, of, of just knowing where the research resources are in the community, giving their employees websites of the office for child care or different. There's many resources in the state. So instead of just, go, you know, shutting down the conversation because you're not going to, you know, open a, a child care center right in your facility there's actually so many resources that you can look at in the state of Utah and around the world, you know, resources online, different things that you can actually give to your employees. So it, I think we have a really all or nothing kind of mentality when, when there's so many options of, of exploring and just having conversations and listening to people, you know, is, is something that can help
3: hmm There's a, always an uncomfortable, you talked about, you know, employers might not know how to bring about the conversation of childcare or, or might be avoiding it because it seems way too expensive or too complex. But one of the interesting areas that you looked at, and I'm grateful for, uh, that is also uncomfortable for people to discuss. Though, is when we talk about pressures on women, um, domestic violence, and and you asked about that. Can you tell me a little bit about what the women reflected back to you as pressures were ongoing throughout society? Did they report a sense of 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 greater risk to their individual safety?
2: Yeah, so I'll I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we had of those that answered that question, you know, there were just under 3,000 who answered that question and about 9.2% um, agreed at some level with the statement that they are more concerned about the onset or increase of violence in their home since the pandemic began. Um, so, you know, nine, 10% of women in the state are more fearful about domestic violence and those concerns, um, which is pretty alarming. Um, and, and, Something that really should be taken into account, you know, from from businesses, from the state, um, and you know what resources are available for those women. And another thing that's interesting to report there is that those concerns were higher among Hispanic and Latino women. They were about eleven point four percent versus white women who were about eight point seven percent. And so, yeah, there are definitely some concerns um, with domestic violence among women in Utah due to you know the COVID pandemic. Mm.
3: And again, I keep, and continue. Continue, Dr. Matson. Go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry. I was just going to jump in real quick and say we have a uh, another report on our website, and, and it's being updated right now on domestic violence and where Utah stands. And actually, even more alarming than our data, and I think that number is terrible the the nine point two percent, is that we are we have known for decades that we're above the national average in terms of our state compared to other states um, in domestic violence and in fact the research does say that one in 3 women in the state of utah will have domestic violence issues at some point in their lives so one in 3 will experience that we're actually quite high compared to the nation in sexual assault as well so so we know that 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 number probably is much higher even in the state, but of those people that participate in our research, we're seeing that concern. That's a lot of women to, to think about in our state um, having to deal with with that fear of that domestic violence uh, in their homes and in their lives. And as you know, Rebecca, I know you know this. We've talked about this, that when there's violence in the home, children and children are present that they experience what's called ACEs, um, adverse childhood experience. And the research on that is shocking. I mean, kids that have experienced ACEs, a certain number of them, like two or whatever, um, have higher likelihood later in their life of being on drugs, of committing crimes, of having depression, having less life satisfaction and so forth. So this is serious stuff that we're talking about. Right. And
3: it's something that the entire society needs to look honestly at and yoke this, that it is not an interrelationship problem. It's a society problem. And it's a problem that needs to be addressed. This research that was just released, the research and policy brief from the Utah Women in Leadership Project, is called The Impact of COVID-19 on Utah Women in Work, Changes, Burnout and hope, which Dr. Hartwell did mention that there is hope on the horizon for for many in the workplace as well. But this research is deep as we've had an opportunity to talk to Dr. Susan Mattson and Dr. Chris Hartwell. And if you would like more information about this, can they go to, is there a specific website? I know that I can see the report at usu.edu when I go to the Utah Women in Leadership Project. But tell me what's the best web address for us to turn individuals to to find this report, uh, Dr. Hansen.
1: So the easiest one is utwomen.org. And we've highlighted this right, at, right on the homepage. So utwomen.org is the best place to go. And we have a monthly newsletter that comes out that, that just lists, as you know, Rebecca, mm-hmm. lists all of our research and resources and, and upcoming events as well.
3: Right. And again, it gives us such a clear picture of where we are as we continue to try to move forward um, a, as a state and as a society and as women and as men and families as well. Dr. Chris Hartwell from the Utah M. Uh, John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University and Dr. Susan Armatson, the director of the Utah Women in Leadership Project. Thank you for your research and for releasing this update and for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum.